Welcome to the broadcast today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, filling in for Dan Celia. I am the pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. Well, today is a very important day. We need to be praying for Ukraine and for the people there and all the things going on in our world. Um, you know, if you're not careful, you can look around and get fearful about all the instability that we see around us. And so the, the key for the Christian is fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, we focus on him. We know what's going on around us, but we focus on the Lord and we trust him no matter what. Well, the the need of the hour, I believe this with all my heart, the need of the hour in our world today is boldness. We need to be bold for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I often think about the apostles and what they went through, and uh, especially in those early, early days when they started preaching Jesus and they were getting confronted by the Jewish religious leaders. And uh, the Sanhedrin, we, we kind of miss the fact that the Sanhedrin was extremely powerful. And those guys uh, were intimidating. I mean, Peter and James and John, they had seen that the Sanhedrin arrested Jesus and the Sanhedrin uh, trumped up charges against Jesus, delivered him to Pilate, put enough pressure on the governor, the Roman governor. It says Pilate knew it was for envy they had delivered Jesus up. He knew Jesus. He was innocent. He said over and over in Scripture, I find no guilt in him. Um, but they put enough pressure on Pilate to have Jesus crucified. So they knew that they were risking their lives as they stood up before the Sanhedrin. And those guys uh, still did it. And when they were called for the first time in Acts chapter uh, 4, they were called before the, uh, the Sanhedrin and they stood there. Uh, Peter and John before the, the whole tribunal, 70 guys plus one, the, the high priest uh, Caiaphas and uh, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, the scripture says, he addressed them and said, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, uh, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders but which became the very cornerstone. I mean, these are scathing words that this uneducated, untrained man, Peter, said to these highfalutin sophisticates, the rulers of Israel, the rulers of the Jews. Hey, you were the ones that did this. You crucified God's Messiah. And then he says in verse 12 of chapter 4, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So uh, Peter didn't back down. And he knew, hey, this could cost me my life. But he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he is bold. Now it says that the, uh, the Jewish religious leaders, they observe the confidence of Peter and John, the boldness of Peter and John. And then they understood that they were uneducated and untrained men. These guys, they haven't been to rabbinical school. These are yahoos from the other side of the tracks. And they marveled. And then it says they began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Because they talked like Jesus, they, they had authority like Jesus, because as Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and lived his life filled with the Holy Spirit, even though he was God in the flesh, these guys were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke like Jesus did. And it says, in seeing the man who had been healed standing with him, they had nothing to say in reply. But when they ordered them to go aside out of the council, they began to confer with one another saying, what shall we do with these men? For the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Why would you want to deny it? If you're a, 
a Jewish religious leader and you say that you love God and you say that you believe in the Old Testament scripture and you see a miracle right before your eyes, why would you want to deny it? You know, when Jesus did his ministry, he did undeniable miracles and they couldn't deny it. So they had to explain it in some way. And they would say, well, uh, yeah, he casts out demons, but he does it by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. He gets his power from the devil because they had to explain his power some way and somehow. He gets his power from the devil. That was their explanation. Can you imagine? They have their long-awaited Messiah right in front of their eyes doing miracles that could not be explained away, and that was their only response. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got power, but it's demonic power. So they couldn't deny the fact in Acts chapter 4 that this guy who had been uh, crippled from birth had been healed. And what shall we do with these men? And then they order them, you don't speak anymore in this name, the name of Jesus And Peter and John answered and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge, for we cannot stop speaking what we have seen and heard. And then they threatened them further. Don't you speak anymore in this name. Well, the disciples were released and they got back together and they prayed. They prayed a beautiful prayer. And in their prayer, It says this, and now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That was their prayer. And this was God's answer in the very next verse. And when they had prayed, The place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. There was confidence there. They prayed, God, give us boldness and God gave them boldness. I think that's the thing that every Christian needs to pray. God, in this day and age, give me boldness so that I would uh, speak up. And uh, as the song says, I would stand up, stand up for Jesus as a soldier of the cross. We have far too many Christians. We have far too many pastors who are afraid to stand up. They're afraid, well, what are people going to say? And they don't want to say anything on social media that might be controversial or, well, I just, I just want to kind of be middle of the road. And, you know, you're middle of the road. You're going to get run over. We need to be all out for the Lord Jesus Christ. I I hear people say, well, you know, you need to be more like Jesus. He was so loving and so uh, conciliatory and, and, uh, you know, just never said a harsh word to anyone. It's like, really, have you read the Gospels? Because they nailed him to a tree. He is love in the flesh and they nailed him to a tree. They said, not this man, but Barabbas. What then shall I do with Jesus, who's called the Christ, Pilate asked. They said, let him be crucified. And Pilate said, shall I crucify your king? And their tragic answer, we have no king but Caesar. Hey, if we're going to be good soldiers in the Lord's army, we're going to speak up for what is right. And we're not going to back down in the midst of Uh, pushback and in the midst of the world coming against us, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of of, uh, harsh treatment, we're going to do what Peter and John did. And we're going to say, Lord, give me boldness and help me to stand up and speak up for you. So we're talking today about boldness in the Christian life, the need of the hour. And uh, I'll be taking your calls in, uh, in this broadcast. I'd love to hear from you as we talk about this important subject. God, give me boldness and God, help me to stand firm for you. So don't go away. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts to one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The purpose of government is to secure God-given or inalienable rights to man. America's premier historian, David Barton. John Dickinson, who's also a signer of the Constitution, he said, An inalienable right is a right which God gave to you and which no inferior power has a right to take away. Wall Builders Live captures the ideas of the Founding Fathers and then applies those ideas to the issues of today. Sunday morning at 1130 Central on American Family Radio. Love is important, but respect is the key to your son's heart. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. Emerson Egrich shares how you can better understand your son and develop a stronger, more vibrant relationship with him. That's on the next edition of Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and founder of From His Heart Ministries. I'm filling in this week for Dan Celia as Dan recovers from an illness. Pray for Dan. Uh, he needs God's touch upon his physical body and to clear out his lungs and just give him strength and give him health. So we're talking about the need of the hour. The need of the hour is for us to be bold. And I'll be taking your calls in uh, today's broadcast. The number to call is 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840. So we live in a world today that is anti-Christian and anti-Christ. And the Bible says that uh, this was going to happen, that... Um, it, it, I mean, we saw it in the first century. You read the book of Acts and you see all the persecution and you see the, uh, the struggles that the early disciples experienced uh, because the, the message of Jesus is offensive. Uh, you say, why is that? Why don't people, I mean, the gospel, uh, the word gospel means good news. So why is it that people respond so uh, violently in some instances or with such anger toward the good news. It seems like uh, if I tell you good news, you would respond well to that. Here's why people respond the way they do to the gospel. You remember gospel, good news, good story. Eongelion is the Greek word. But the good news has embedded in it bad news. It tells you bad news so that the good news becomes good. And the bad news is this. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. The bad news is you are on uh, the highway to hell. And uh, people don't like to hear that. Yeah, John 3.16 is called the gospel in a nutshell. And it says this, for God so loved the world, good news, that he gave his only begotten son, uh, good news, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You say, well, all that's good news. Well, the should not perish part is not good news because it says that you are perishing and God doesn't want you to perish. So he sent his son in love to die on the cross for your sins and mine so that we wouldn't perish. But if we ignore him, if we blow him off, then uh, we're going to keep traveling the highway of, to hell until we reach the destination. But we have to uh, 
run over, so to speak, the good news of the gospel to get there. God, God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. Scripture says, for God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged, John three eighteen. But he who does not believe, he who has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son, uh, he's been judged already. And this is the judgment, Jesus said, that the light is come into the world. And men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So why do people respond the way they do toward the good news? The good news that uh, starts off with bad news. You're a sinner. You're lost. You're on the highway to hell. The reason people respond the way they do is men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds are evil. And the Lord is, is the light of the world and the light exposes the darkness. Remember this. Men are like roaches. You turn on the light and they scatter. They want to be in the darkness. Don't expose my sin. The reason that the religious leaders hated Jesus so much. See, the average person, he didn't have that kind of we got to kill him attitude toward Jesus. But the religious leaders did because Jesus exposed their hypocrisy. You read in Matthew chapter 23, that's where Jesus really takes the gloves off. You say, Jesus never said an unkind word to anyone. Oh yeah, Matthew 23. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from men. For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. You devour widows' houses, even while for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore, you shall receive greater condemnation. And he goes on and on. Woe to you. Woe to you. Woe to you. Well, listen, they didn't, they didn't like that sermon. They didn't download that sermon. They hated that. And he just exposed them. The emperor has no clothes. And uh, man, they could not stand it. We have to kill this guy. And they, they were jealous of Jesus. He had such a following. And they hated that they got exposed. So we're talking about boldness today, the need of the hour. Hey, in the last days, difficult times will come. And difficult times cause us as believers in Jesus to stand up and be counted and to suffer hardship with the Lord as good soldiers of Christ Jesus. We're taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. And we have Charles from Louisiana on the line. Charles, welcome to the broadcast. Charles, are you there? I think I think we had Charles and we lost Charles. So, Charles, if you're listening, call us back. Love to talk to you. So, Paul says to Timothy, but realize this, in the last days difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self. Lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And just horrible things in the last days. And it says they hold to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power and avoid such men as these. We need to watch out and just know that such men as these are around and they don't like the gospel and they hate the message that uh, man is a sinner and man is on the highway to hell and Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life and no one comes to the Father except through him. Well, we are taking your calls today. We have Linda from North Carolina. Linda, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, thank you so much uh, for taking my call. Um, sure. I just wanted to, to, to also reiterate Acts 4 and 5. This has got to be the word for the hour. I believe you're right on it because it was my personal study, and I actually heard it yesterday on the radio with uh, Aaron Addison. So it's been like four or five times 
going through uh, Acts 4 about the boldness, you know, of uh, Peter and John. And I just thank God for it. But I was calling because of uh, the stand right now. I need prayer for my daughter and son-in-law. They have both been in the U.S. Air Force for 16 years. And uh, they wrote the request for the uh, exemption, the religious exemption. It's been denied. My daughter got the, uh, did the appeal. It has come back denied. And they are looking at losing all of their benefits if they are put out um, without receiving this exemption. And just going back, the, 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 the request that she wrote was full of the scripture. It was so convicting. I thought, you need to copyright this. But the bottom line is it has gone up through their command, and whoever read that had to be pricked by the Holy Spirit. So I'm just asking for prayer for them, for wisdom and for boldness, continued boldness, and um, just direction at this point because we are talking about, you know, their livelihood. They were looking at, you know, um, uh, retiring in four years. But yeah. because of this mandate and because, you know, she feels very strongly about putting this in her body, um, they are, they're just, they believe in the Lord. They are trying to stand and she's wavering a little bit, you know, thinking, did he really speak this to me? So just where to go from here, um, definitely needing God's um, intervention here. And yes, that, for sure. Linda, what's their, what are their first names? It's Ashley and Brian. Okay. And that's the Air Force? Yes, Air Force. And, and they serve in kind of private capacity. So, um, yes, definitely seeking, you know, the boat. They've, they've had to share, you know, this story, and they've had to be able to say over and over again, about their bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit and, you know, things like that. So I, um, I would definitely appreciate you guys' prayers. And thank you guys for everything you do on these broadcasts. I'm telling you, it has caused my family to grow so much in the Lord, just learning um, the things that we hear. So thank you again, too, for reminding, you know, me about the boldness we need to carry and, and how we get that. You know, they went yes. and prayed and they asked for boldness. So, right. Thank you. Yeah. It's then. Well, thank you, Linda. Um, boldness is definitely a prayer God wants to answer. And if we pray it, uh, just like the, the disciples did, I mean, it was immediate. The place where they were praying was shaken and they were all filled with, with boldness. And they began to speak the word of God with, with great boldness. So um, let's pray right now for Ashley and Brian. Father, in heaven, we just pray for these two people as they deal with this situation with the, uh, the coronavirus vaccine. God, we pray that you would make it very clear to them what they are to do. And uh, Lord, if, if they stand firm and uh, they just say that God has put this conviction in my heart and I can't take this, this vaccine, then Lord, that they would just know that you're going to provide for them because where you guide, you always provide and your ways are right concerning everything. And uh, Lord, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And so Lord, help them to keep their eyes fixed on you, the author and perfecter of faith, and just uh, they would just have peace. As your word says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you, Lord, are with me. And I pray that they would know that deep in their hearts and, and uh, Father, that they would just take uh, refuge in, in the Lord and just know that as you guide them, you're going to provide for them. Well, we're taking your calls today, 1-888-589-8840. We're talking about boldness in the Christian life. So you call in and we'll visit and uh, don't go away as we take this quick break.
today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. Does similarity mean common ancestry? This is Ken Ham, author of the book on millions of years and compromise in six days. Have you ever heard the term homology before? It refers to the similarities we see among living things and it's considered a textbook example of evolution. But just because something is similar doesn't mean that it had a common ancestor. Consider a bicycle and a motorcycle. They're similar because they're designed for the same purpose and to function in a similar environment. It's not because they have a common ancestor. And it's the same in the living world. Living things were all made by a common designer to live in the same world and perform the same basic purposes. So it's not surprising at all that God used a similar design. Find out more about the truth of God's Word when you visit us at AnswersRadio.com and find resources to help your family, church, or Christian school at AnswersRadio.com. You know, most tours of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., don't include the spiritual heritage of our country, the Christian history of our nation, the people, the places, the events that God used to birth America. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. My friend, historian Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, goes with us on these tours, and he talks all along the way. He tells you about the people, the places, the events, and he does so from a Christian perspective. So you're invited to join us on one of these spiritual heritage tours in June and September. We also go to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown on a separate tour if you want to do that as well. So for all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, simply the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. We're talking about boldness in the Christian life. Suffer hardship with me, Paul told Timothy, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And a good soldier is a bold, courageous soldier. Well, we're taking your calls today at 1-888-589-8840. And we have Charles from Louisiana on the line. Charles, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Uh, thanks for hey. taking my second call. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a truck driver. I was having trouble with my headset. Um, I thank God for you, because when I listen to you, uh, you really connect some things for me, and I really appreciate that. I just want to tell you that. Uh, as a truck Thank driver, you. I'm very grateful for the boldness of the truck drivers in Canada and Ottawa. Uh, just um, those real champions, those guys. And um, yeah, I, something that God spoke to my heart years ago is that when me and my brother had an argument, and one of us would say, well, let's go to dad and find out who's right. Well, when I was right, and I was a little brother, you know, I, I kind of got proud about it, you know, because I was right by my dad. <laughs> and that's what I learned with God when I'm right with him. Uh, you know, the scripture says that the righteous are bold as a lion. And what I found that has really helped me is really getting into the word and aligning my life with the word, because that helps to bring that righteousness into my life. And something I challenge myself with, uh, we talk about tithing our money, but I, I do my best to tithe my time into mm. the Word of God and worship and, uh, and different forms of prayer. And uh, in that, um, God has allowed me to rise to a certain amount of 
boldness and and his righteousness and uh, and I have been able to be bold. I need to be more and I really appreciate this program. I I believe you're just right on point. Uh, Pastor, thanks so much for all you do. You inspire us out here, and thank you so much for that. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that so much. Uh, You know, when you're in a truck and you're driving, you have lots, obviously lots of road time, and uh, that can be very productive time. So when I was uh, first out of college, I had a, a job for a couple of years selling pipe couplings, and then I got an outside sales job, uh, worked for waste management, and I sold trash dumpster service. And I uh, thought, man, this job can't get any more unglamorous. But I was wrong because then we added a product line, portable toilets, and I sold trash dumpsters and portable toilets. Uh, but I was in the car a lot, and then from there I transferred to uh, the chemical business, and I sold uh, specialty chemicals for Nalco Chemical Company. And I was in the car with that Nalco job probably two to four hours a day, and I listened to so many sermons. I took advantage of the car time to listen to sermons and to learn and to grow, and uh, God really used that time to develop uh, solid theology in my head. My favorite preacher was Adrian Rogers, and I had a whole bag full of his cassette tapes that I would listen to uh, sometimes as many as five or six times on one particular sermon. But uh, it really got the word down in my heart. And so, John uh, or Charles, I know you're doing that too, and it makes a difference. So God bless you, my brother. We have John from Arkansas. John, welcome to the broadcast today. Good morning, brother. Uh, Good morning. First of all, I just want to say that uh, I, I really uh, respect you. Uh, I've never had the opportunity to formally meet you, but uh, just from what I've seen, the, the fruit and the, the evidence of the Spirit in your life is very evident. Um, I have I have seen uh, that, that you are a champion for boldness. Uh, I've, I've witnessed you before and, and uh, multiple times in in uh, restaurants around Texarkana area with, with some of your own men, whether they're deacons or men's groups, and you're, you're in there, you're visiting with them, you're investing your life and your time in them, uh, and not only that investment of time, but the boldness to be able to sit in a public setting, uh, in a public restaurant in front of everybody, uh, and proclaim uh, that boldness of Jesus Christ with your men and for all those around you to hear that. Uh, I've seen that and witnessed that, and, and I really respect that about you. Uh, and maybe one of these days we'll get the opportunity to, to formally meet, but um, uh, anyhow, I just wanted to, to say just from experience that I've had uh, over the years uh, is I, I think a lot of people, uh, men and women a lot, uh, that they, they fail to see the gospel uh, as something that frees them. They, they, they see it as something that they, they have to give up a, a certain control of their life or they have to give up a, a certain aspects of, of what they enjoy doing because they, they don't see it as something that's free. And uh, one of the things that I've, I've, uh, I've tried to talk with people, my wife even, uh, when she counsels with, with women, is that uh, she, she tries to get them to see that, that by, by surrendering our lives to Christ, uh, surrendering our lives to the gospel and and, and devoting our lives to the gospel, that we're actually freeing ourselves from the, the things of this world. And, you know, we can, we can boldly stand uh, one day before the throne and say, you know, what do, what do we put in our faith and trust? Well, I put my faith and trust on the blood, the finished work of, of Jesus Christ on the cross. And, and, that takes, and that's, that's taken all that responsibility and, and all that weight that, that I would bear on my shoulders uh, that I'm unable to bear, and I'm putting that all on the finished work of Christ. And that's when he's going to look at me and say, well done. And, and, and I think that many people fail to see that. They fail to see it as something that frees them. All they're seeing is, is well, I'm not going to give up control of my life to some, you know, God that I can't see, I can't touch, I can't feel. You know, and they, they see it as they're giving up something. They're giving up a freedom, and they're not. They're gaining more freedom. And I think Amen. that's what, what a lot of people fail to see. And you know, I think they see in examples of, of men like you, pastors like you, and, and, and pastors like my pastor at, at First National, uh, you know, they, they fail to see that, uh, that, that they gain freedom. Uh, my pastor does the same thing. He invests his, his life in, in his men and his naked body. And, you know, it's evident in, in our church that, that you know, that, that our, you know, our pastoral staff, that they invest that time. So you know, I just want to say that that's, that's one of the things that I've, I've encountered is that people don't see it as something that frees them. They see it as they're having to give up freedom. But in all actuality, they gain freedom by, you know, giving up 
and surrendering to the gospel. That's exactly right. Well, thank you so much, John. I appreciate your kind words. I appreciate your comments there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Lord is not calling us to a life of misery. Um, The first law in the four spiritual laws, some people don't like this, but God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Uh, that is true. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. That, that's for God so loved, you put your name in there. For God so loved Jeff Shreve, he gave his only begotten son. Uh, God didn't come to destroy men's lives. You know, when Peter or when James and John said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume the Samaritan city that wouldn't receive you? He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. The son of man did not come to destroy men's lives. He came to save them. And the Lord wants to fill our hearts with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law. That's the fruit of the Spirit. When we're walking with God, when we're right with God, no matter what's going on around us, we can have joy, we can have peace, we can experience His love and have fellowship with Him. Well, we have Ronnie from Alabama. Ronnie, welcome to the broadcast today. Well, thank you, Brother Jeff, and uh, I wanted to just tell you, I really, it, your your show's been an encouragement to me this morning, and I so much appreciate that, and I really praise our Lord and Savior Jesus for blessing you that way. Amen. And uh, I was just thinking, listening to you talk about being bold and all, and considering, you know, what Jesus said about the last days, how it'd be wars, rumors of wars all this stuff going on, well, it's actually really happening if you even think about it. That don't require a whole lot of thought. It's just the way it is. (laughs) So therefore, I think a real priority that's being overlooked is soul winning. Yes. And you've been an encouragement to me today, and God bless you, Brother Jeff. Hey, thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, you're exactly right. What Jesus said was going to happen in the future in Matthew 24, we see those things taking place before our eyes. One of the things that we see, he said this in Matthew 24, 12, and because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. And we're seeing that all over our nation. We're seeing that all over the world that people's love has grown cold. And especially on social media, people are so mean uh, on social media and they just attack, uh, not ideas, they attack the person, they attack uh, specific things about the person. Um, You know, they they can be very sarcastic and mocking and cruel. But uh, where is is the love? Now, Jesus was uh, very forceful when he calls out the... Uh, the Pharisees and the religious leaders. He called them out. He shined the light on their sin. But, uh, you know, the Lord is not cruel. Uh, One of the great passages of Scripture, Exodus chapter 34, where the Lord uh, reveals himself to Moses. You know, Moses prayed in Exodus 33, if I have found favor in your sight, I pray, show me your glory. And so the Lord allowed himself to, to, to be witness the backside of his glory, for Moses to witness that. And I love what the Lord says about him himself. It's almost like this is his resume, so to speak. This is what God says about himself. The Lord, the Lord God. He is the only God. The Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh Elohim in the Hebrew says, compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. And when Moses heard that about God, he quickly bowed down and worshiped. God is such a good God. Does he judge sin? Yes, he does, because shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly? God is holy, holy, holy. But God is a good God, full of compassion. He has a wonderful plan for you and for me if we'll just walk with him and we'll trust him. Well, we're taking your calls, 1-888-589-8840. Call in and let's talk after the break.
in His image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. AFA Foundation Director Riley Wildman. A charitable gift annuity is perfect for AFA supporters with an eternal perspective like Lucy Overstreet. Psalm 78 tells us that we are to tell our children and our grandchildren and the future generations after them what the Lord has done in our lives and what the Word of God says. Lucy's charitable gift annuity will keep supporting this ministry for generations. I wanted something that would have eternal value, and that's the way I think of the American Family Association investment. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at the AFA Foundation and find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit our website, afafoundation.net. My life is not about me, it's about him. And welcome back to the broadcast. Jeff Shreve, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, filling in for Dan Celia this week. And we are talking about boldness in the Christian life. We're taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840. And we have Kay from Arkansas. Kay, welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you, Brother Shreve. I just wanted to tell you that I love listening to your broadcast. I try to listen to it every day because you minister the Word of God to me by the Spirit. And I also wanted to ask for prayers. I've got a nephew that entered a program today for his addictions, and I'm believing God to set him totally free and that he'll walk out of there a free person. And I just want to encourage everyone to listen to your broadcast because it really gives me what I need every day. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Kay, what's your nephew's name? I think we we lost Kay on that, but uh, so we lift up her nephew. Father, we uh, pray for Kay's nephew. We just ask you to do a work in his life, in his heart, and deliver him from the addictions that have plagued him. And uh, Lord, I pray that this this time that he goes through uh, treatment would really take hold, and uh, God, that you would just uh, speak to him, that you would deliver him, that you would protect him, and that you would change his life from the inside out. We pray in Jesus' name. Well, as we talk about boldness, um, I'm reminded of three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is how we know them. That wasn't their names. That was the name that uh, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, changed their names to. They had wonderful names, wonderful Hebrew names, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Well, when they were uh, confronted with the situation, bow down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar set up uh, on the plain of Dura or get thrown into the furnace of blazing fire, we know the story from Daniel 3. They didn't bow down. And uh, men that didn't like them told Nebuchadnezzar, hey, these three Hebrew boys, uh, these guys that you elevated above us, uh, they, don't, they don't listen to you, king. They don't do what you say. They didn't bow down. And so Nebuchadnezzar got mad and he calls them to himself and he says, listen, I'm going to give you another chance. When I strike up the band, you bow down. And if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Now, remember this, as you read the scripture, we, re we know the story 
of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. We know what God does. They lived it in real time. They didn't know what God was going to do. I love their response because it's a response of faith. And it says, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this. We, you don't need to give us another opportunity to bow down, strike up the band and bow down. We're not going to bow down. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. That is faith. And then he says this, but even if he does not, I mean, we can't presume upon God. We don't know if he's going to deliver us. He didn't, he didn't deliver James in Acts chapter 12. He didn't deliver Stephen in Acts chapter 7. James got killed by Herod, cut off his head. Stephen got stoned to death. Uh, God doesn't always do what we want him to do. He's God. He doesn't, he doesn't take orders from us. And so they said, but he may not. And even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They said that to the most powerful man on the earth at that time, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he got furious with their answer. I mean, there was smoke coming out of his ears. He said, he the furniture and they heated it up uh, seven times hotter and, and bind up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so they tied him up and they threw him in the furnace. And the furnace, furnace was so hot that the poor slobs who had the job of throwing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace, they were consumed by the flames. But then it says that Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace and he says to his attendants, Did we not throw three men? in the fiery furnace, and they're just a bunch of suck-ups, and there's, oh, yes, yes, certainly, O king, whatever you say, uh, chairman, certainly, O king. And he said, but I see four men loosed and walking about, and the fourth is like the Son of God. Jesus, pre-incarnate Jesus, was in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't deliver them from the fiery furnace. They went in. He delivered them in the fiery furnace as they trusted him, as they walked by faith and not by sight and said, Lord, if it brings you glory for us to be consumed in the furnace, then that's what we want. We will glorify you in death. Stephen glorified the Lord in death. Uh, James glorified the Lord in death. Paul glorified the Lord in his death as they cut off his head. Peter was crucified upside down, glorified the Lord in his death. You and I need to have faith and boldness like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like Esther did when she boldly went before the king thinking, uh, unless God intervenes, I'm going to die because the king got upstaged by Vashti, his former queen, and now here I am, I'm putting myself out there, and if I perish, I perish, and God blessed her for that. Well, we have Tammy from Texas, and uh, Tammy, you're on the line. Welcome. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to share with you that I had a similar story about driving. Uh, my drive went from about a 30, 45 minute drive to a four hour drive a day. And at first I was thinking that this was going to be awful, but truly it turned out to be a blessing because I found so many uh, wonderful shows to listen to on AFR, yours being one of them in the evening. And I wanted to say how much um, I've grown from it and, I love listening to Dan Celia, but man, he could not have picked a better person to fill in for him because your messages, since you've been filling in for him, have just been amazing, spot on. And the last three days, um, especially so for me, so much so that last night I was desperately seeking on my phone how to share your show from yesterday with my son. And so I did get that information from the call screener, and I appreciate that. So. I just wanted to give you encouragement, um, tell you thank you. Uh, you've made an impact on my life. So, <laughs> amen. Well, that's such an encouragement to me, Tammy, and so I, I want to thank you for that. 
thanks for listening. And I just praise the Lord that he's used uh, the From His Heart Ministries in your life to encourage you in the Lord and to uh, bolster your faith and to... Uh, to, to help you in the tough times, because listen, we all face tough times and it's very easy for us, just like Peter, when he was walking on the water, he was doing well. And then it says, and seeing the wind, he became afraid and began to sink. It's so easy for us to take our eyes off the Lord. And the Lord tells us over and over, hey, you may not know what's going on, uh, but I do. And I'm over it all. So just fix your eyes on me the author and perfecter of faith. So thank you so much for that, Tammy. That means so much to me. Well, in finishing the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, when Nebuchadnezzar saw them loosed and walking about and the fourth person in the fire was like the son of God, he didn't know, hey, that's Jesus. Uh, he just knew that there is uh, some heavenly being in there. Then it says this, then uh, Nebuchadnezzar got them out of the fire. He came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. and He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. And then all the, the satraps, prefects, governors, kings, high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on their bodies. Uh, nor was the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had even the smell of smoke come upon them. No smell of fire, no smell of smoke. And Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap inasmuch as there is no other god who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. Now, what makes that so amazing is the day was set aside for Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. And how the day ends is he's telling everybody that there is a, a, a God who is worshiped by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that is unlike any other God. God takes the worst of situations, and when we trust him, when we walk by faith, he can flip that around, and he can do it in such miraculous ways because God is the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that he has. As we trust him, as we walk with him, as we stand firm in the faith, as we lift up the shield of faith with which we will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil, evil one, then we're able to see God be glorified and unbelievers turn their hearts and their attention to this God who acts on behalf of his servants. Well, we've been talking about boldness today. Thank you so much for being with us. I'll be back again tomorrow and we're going to have a great time as Debbie and I talk and share together to encourage your heart in the Lord. Hey, shine for Christ, share his story, and let God be glorified in you. God bless you. Make it a great day. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.